This is Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock, and you're listening to Music Mania. Get ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do... You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Well, it is the first Music Mania podcast episode for the month of March here in 2018. I'm your host, Clint Schweitzer. We have a very special show today as we are going to be talking with Patrick Stone. He is the frontman and guitarist for the band Butterside, a band I caught opening for LA Guns a few weeks ago down in Tampa, Florida. And, you know, through the power of social media, I was able to make a connection, got this interview set up, and here we go. We're going to be talking with Patrick Stone, who once was a singer for Adler's Appetite. He has been the roadie for Lemmy. Butterside, one of the first bands signed to Lemmy's Motorhead Music Records. They had their debut album come out in 2016, self-titled. It is very, very good. Rarely do I kind of have a connection with a band that I see, especially opening kind of in a, in a club setting. It's hard to make a connection sometimes with, with some of these bands, some of these opening bands. Even though they're good, you're maybe not quite paying attention yet, just kind of ready for the headliner. And in this case, I was totally dialed in to Butterside. And Patrick Stone, what a great frontman, great guitarist. He has a lot of energy. I mean, Butterside is true, hard, modern, high-energy rock and roll with wings to other musical arenas. A sound where genuine raw power meets hypnotic harmonies, resulting in one of the most engaging entertaining bands in the land that is butterside cannot wait for their second album which patrick says they are writing right now while they're on tour with la guns they just got done playing the monsters of rock cruise they've been on tour with la guns since last summer nine months on the road with la guns I'm sure learning a lot, uh, hitting the road with, uh, with with a band of the caliber of LA Guns has to be a huge learning experience for Butterside. And here in just a moment, we are going to be catching up with Patrick Stone, the lead singer. But before we do that, I've got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse. For over 20 years, a staple of the Northland here in Kansas City, CD Warehouse. CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. It's where I bought 95% of the music I still own today. And welcome to the show, Patrick. Welcome to Music Mania. We're so glad to have you. This all started because of this beautiful thing called a live rock and roll experience where I caught you guys uh, opening for LA Guns in Tampa just a few weeks ago, man. What a great show that was. That was so fun, man. It's always good when the house is full and we got people like you in the front row just anticipating something new, something fresh, and and they're hopeful, but, you know, people are pretty doubtful that they're going to get a great show. And when we deliver, it feels really good. Well, I, I was in the front row, but I was not the guy that Phil Lewis wound up stealing the cell phone from later on in the set. Thank goodness that was that was not me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, don't worry. That happens at least once or twice a show. Dude, well, you know, you <laughs> talked about to try to throw a shirt on. You, you know, my, I was there with my girlfriend, okay, and... Uh, you know, she she since the show, she's kind of had some thoughts about you. She's like, you know what, that guy reminds me of someone. He's you know he's very good looking, which I you know so it's already over right there for me, I guess. But uh, we we decided that you it's Robin Zander from Cheap Trick. That's who you resemble. Have you ever heard that one before? Um, uh, yeah, I think maybe maybe 
once, maybe I've heard that, but any time I'm ever compared to somebody as legendary as that, what a what a compliment. Well, it, Sorry, I, thank you very much. No, absolutely, and it was a great show, and I was blown away, which is which is kind of rare for me. You know, I, I go to a lot of shows, I see a lot of bands, but you know, to have a band like that just kind of you know really opened my eyes to you know to want to check them out and to, and to get into this further, and that the, through the power of social media, here we are, my friend. And if my geography is good, which it's not. I think you should be somewhere in the Carolinas right now tonight. Is that correct? I am. I'm standing out here in the middle of BFD. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm staring at the, uh, the Tar Heel marquee. We're out here in uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina, and uh, there's a few cars on the road. But other than that, you can see as far as the eye can see, and there's trees, and it looks like farmland. Well, this is it's interesting to be to go from one 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 you know one extreme to the next we were in the bahamas last week and now we're out here in in tar heel country that's right man you you guys uh were on the monsters of rock cruise what was that like oh man it was a dream come true it really was um you know you just got all these people that you looked up to your whole lives playing music and you just walk from one room to the next and just relive your your childhood and then you have to pinch yourself because you know you you turn every corner and there's there's somebody you've always looked up to and they're telling you how they just saw their, you know, we had our video on rotation in the, in the uh, cabins. And so, you know, word got around pretty quick that we were there and who we were and, uh, people were just, you know, it was just nonstop, um, you know, positive recognition for who we are and what we were doing. And, uh, the shows turned out to be just, you know, a lot better than, than we had anticipated. We just, we couldn't have asked for, for a better situation. We've been invited to come back next year. We can't wait to play the bigger stages, but but yeah, what a dream come true. I mean, it's paradise. It literally is. It's paradise. And then they say, okay, now play music in paradise. And you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and no one went overboard, I assume. So that's a good a good thing, a victory right there. No, you didn't lose anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no one we're going to tell you about it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, Patrick, I'm a fan for the last two weeks since I saw saw you guys and I've looked into to, to what you guys have done. And I'm a huge fan of the first album, which I believe came out in 2016, the self-titled, self-titled album Butterside. I'm a huge fan of it. You talked about the videos being oh, on full you. rotation. I was blown away at the production uh, of the videos like for Genocide and... Um, pain just unbelievable quality i mean this is um this talk about just making those videos and how important it was for you guys to to reach the pinnacle of excellence uh, production wise because it really stands out yeah well that's the whole idea man i don't know my my father ingrained it into my my brain when i was a kid that you know if you're going to get something get the best you know if you're going to do something do it do it great you know don't don't hold back and and don't worry about what the consequences or costs are. You know, once you get there, you're going to feel a lot better about it if you if you give it everything you have. So, um, you know, there's so many bands coming out, and some of them are really worth uh, a lot more than they're given credit for because, you know, they, they they have a lot of talent and they write great songs, but then then they settle on certain things. You know, the the video comes out and it looks like somebody shot it in the closet with a, with an iPhone, and and you just lose interest. You know, so so. Um, you know, I really wanted to make some great videos, and then you know, it's kind of serendipity that I that I met the guys that I did. Actually, this guy Eric Bishop does our videos, or, or two of them, and you know, he's he was just at the right place at the right time with me, and vice versa with us. And uh, he just agreed to do the things, um, you know, on a really tight budget that we had. Um, we spared no expense, but it was still a tight budget. But um, but yeah, he had all he he had the know how, and he had the right cameras, and he had a whole crew, and it was a very both times it was a very professional situation. We shot the open relationship thing on um, on a green screen. And, you know, at that time he was going through his CGI phase where he wanted to do the best of the best 
you know, making those kinds of videos. So he, 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 uh, you know, he just dove in and did the best job he could. And I think that one turned out really great. And, uh, and we used a big crane for the pain video and the boxing ring and all the girls, you know, it was just, uh, everything just seems to be coming together. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what I've always believed that if you put your heart and soul a hundred percent into something, you know, I mean, honestly sit there in your bed at night and ask yourself, why am I here? And the, uh, the answer is usually, at least I would say for me, it was very obvious and, and I've always wanted to do this. So it's like the more energy I put into it, the more energy comes back to it. And the people that I find along the way that are willing to help or it just, you know, the ladder just keep, we just keep climbing, 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 climbing up that ladder. And then, and the results are, I mean, it's, dream come true it really is that's wonderful and uh, you know i'm a huge fan of, of stories uh, like like your band Water side of and just the way music connects people and the way it, it, it drew me in and i, and I know a, a huge uh, crowd there at, at the brass mug in tampa that night too and you've been on this tour with with la guns since i think last summer you guys basically live together now i mean that what's that experience been like just traveling the country with these guys yeah we're so blessed you know it was we were all a little bit nervous coming into it, you know, Tracy and Phil reuniting. It means a lot to them that this tour goes well. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're hoping that it goes well, just like we are. And, um, we just, we just, all of us, we just bring it every night. We give it everything we have. We leave it all on the stage. Every, every, you know, pour is just, uh, brimming with sweat. And, and, uh, and I think there's a mutual respect that, that we've grown to have for one another. Um, they are really cool, genuine guys. And, you know, going into a touring with a band you're opening for, you're always afraid that they're going to be, you know, these, these conceited egotists and stuff like that, which, which I like to think none of us are. And we deserve a good shot at something great. And I think, um, they do too. They're really great human beings who just have nothing but love and admiration for them. And, uh, it seems like we're really helping each other out. I mean, we, we get up there on stage and we, we, we get that crowd running. So by the time they hit the stage, they are ready for LA guns. You know, they don't have to sit back and say, Oh yeah, this is, Oh yeah, this is what it was. No, it's just like, you're right there. You're ready. We just, we just lit it up. We sparked it for you. And here you go. Blow it up. That is exactly how it, how it felt, uh, how it felt for me. And I want you to try to describe the band's sound because as I'm trying to do in the intro and the exit of the podcast, I'm talking about something that's almost indescribable, what uh, Butterside sounds like, because it's very high energy. It's very melodic, but there's so many elements in there. You've got elements of, of, of thrash and like very heavy melodic stuff. Just kind of talk about the band's sound, how you found it and, uh, you know, kind of what you expect from it. It's, uh, we're just products of our upbringings, really. You know, so many heroes to pick from, and, and I I am so grateful that I had the ones I did, and you know, that, that my generation had. But, um, you know, growing up, I, I wasn't uh, one of these guys that kind of stuck to uh, any kind of clique or, you know, a certain crowd. I would I would bounce back and forth from the emo kids who were listening to the cult, and I loved Billy Idol, and, you know, Peter, Paul, and Mary, and, and ACDC, and just all of these influences were coming in from so many different directions, and and I loved all of it, and nobody really was around me to tell me that it wasn't cool not to like all of it, you know? I mean, Rod Stewart, Michael Jackson, and Prince, and all these things that are around you, it's like, you know, I love the fact that Metallica is so heavy, but it's like, I love the fact that Prince is so sexy, and, and, and his stuff is so beautiful, so it's like, you know, why make a song that, uh, I don't know, it, it actually, to tell you the truth, it really isn't done on purpose, you know? You're going through something in life, you, you you can't really get the words out. You can't explain to the people you're going through it with, with words or conversation. And, and you just, 
you know, I would, I would huddle myself in a corner with my guitar and my recording equipment, and I would just go for sometimes days on end, weeks on end, until, until I felt like I fully processed the emotion that was inside of me that had to get out. And then you look back at it, and, and yeah, it's obscure. Like, you know, one minute I'm feeling really bad about something, and then you have this aggressive guitar, and then, and then, and then, you know, you have to back out and go, geez, is it my fault? It is my fault, and I'm sorry. And, you know, that leads to a sweet <laughs> chord on a 12-string acoustic. And it's like, you know, don't try to don't try to force, you know, some, I don't know, we just didn't want to stick to any genre. We didn't care. And, you know, Lemmy really loved that. He was, you know, he'd get in my car when we'd drive him around, and he would bounce from, from, from one, you know, radio station to the next, and we'd be listening to Aretha Franklin, and then Muse, and then, and then the Ramones, and, and he wouldn't stop turning the dial until he found something he liked, and, and it didn't matter, you know, what the sounds were, you know, it didn't matter what genre it was, it's just he would, he would only stop when the song was pure and true to its message, and, uh, and that's what I think we have, and that's where we related, and, and that's why he wanted to give it the chance that it's being given, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, at, at first it felt like a curse. Everybody was like, what genre are you? Like, who are we going to put you on tour with? Like, you know, all of these questions that these business guys have to, have to ask you. And it's like, I don't know, you figure that out. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just playing music, man. <laughs> You can, t- and that's. I think that's important. And I think that you, you know, uh, during the live show, you you talked about uh, being a roadie for Lemmy, about being signed to you know Motorhead Music, the Lemmy's record label. Just kind of talk about how that relationship formed. And I think during the show, you said something to the effect of, you know, Lemmy liked the fact that we don't really fit into one genre. And then also kind of give us a glimpse into the future and what you think uh, maybe the next album is going to be like and when that might occur. Which I don't know when it would because you guys are touring all the time. So it's finding that. That balance right yeah. <laughs> yeah well we're we're it's all coming together and uh and yeah you know lemmy suffered from the same problem they wanted to call him heavy metal and they wanted to call him this and that and whatever but you know when it came down to the end of the third actually the opening of the show and the closing he would always just say we are motorhead and we are rock and roll you know it, it's all rock and roll none of us are really reinventing the wheel we just have different voices and you know different equipment and and uh you know, maybe some of us talk about different subjects, but, um, but yeah, uh, the whole, really the friendship formed, uh, surrounding very dark times, uh, in, in my life. And to Lemmy, he was so strong and powerful that, uh, I think he shined through all of the darkness that surrounded him all the time. He was able to cope with, um, you know, his, the world around him was completely chaotic, but he was the, you know, the ringleader. He was, the he was the general. He was, uh, um, he was, uh, in charge of all of that. And, and it worked, you know, the, uh, there was a method to the madness and everything else. But, um, but we met during that time and, um, you know, uh, we were dabbling a lot in the same, uh, we were dancing with a lot of the same demons and, uh, we enjoyed that together. And, uh, we, we built a mutual friendship kind of based around that and, and, uh, you know, inside of this den of thieves, there are, there are, uh, there are certain people that come along that, uh, you can trust and you really love and you really like. And, uh, those people become part of the inner circle. At least that's what it felt like with Motorhead. There's, uh, you know, they were very strong, just like the logo represents, um, very intimidating. But, uh, you know, I walked into his life just, you know, what you see is what you get. And, you know, I wasn't out to get anything from him and, and, um, 
he just really warmed up to me. And before I know it, I was, you know, hanging out and we were writing songs together. And, you know, I was helping him with his, uh, his, uh, collection of World War II memorabilia. I was, a, <laughs> I was really good with jewelry and I would polish up his stuff and bring it back, you know, in better condition than it came to me in. And he really respected that and liked that because I'm sure he gave it to, you know, a bunch of other, drug addicts or whatever that came along promising him whatever and they they probably disappeared with that stuff and then he never saw those people again but, um by chance i was sitting there uh, when a phone call came in for uh from phil phil was at my house uh phil campbell and uh his roadie from uh, europe couldn't get over some problem with his passport so uh, they needed a tech all of a sudden uh for the u.s run of the everything louder than everything else tour and uh, I just happened to overhear the conversation. And when Phil hung up, he was like, damn it, I don't have a roadie. I was like, yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, there, yeah, there it was. I mean, literally within, I think, two or three days, we were out on the road, and I was tuning their guitars. And uh, But, you know, Lemmy always pulled me aside and told me I shouldn't be on, on in the back. You know, I should be in the front of the stage. And, and uh, yeah, he was, Lemmy was always writing, and that was always... Uh, you know, something I was soaking in. I was like, you know, everybody else is running around partying and having fun and being crazy, but he was always in that back room, pencil and taper in hand. And, uh, you know, being part of the whole, the, the whole Motorhead Music uh, family, uh, I think we have an obligation to fulfill, which leads me to the second part of your question, and that is the new record. Mm -hmm. uh, constant, constantly trying to write, um, always writing in my head, but uh, yeah, we've we've got a whole bunch of new material, a lot of it heavier than the last record. Um, I've never tried to detune my guitar before, and now we're detuning some and some of the other songs, which makes it, uh, you know, a lot heavier. So um, in that sense, uh, a little bit cooler. Um, but uh, we're hoping to get into the studio. We're probably going to announce a pretty big-time producer that uh, is excited to record with us, but uh, haven't quite signed on the dotted line yet. But uh we are we are slated to go in to record the new record uh, probably mid April early May and hopefully it'll be done by June July and be released by uh, the time we do the Vodka Festival in uh, in the fall. That is awesome. I, I, I hope we can uh, continue to to stay in contact, especially when that comes out, uh, whenever that may be, and, and 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 continue some dialogue on this because you know, and I think that that's what's missing from music today. I think people are so disconnected uh, from from music, but from rock in general. As growing up and you know, hearing you talk about some of your influences, it just it just means a lot to me because that's that's kind of how I am. I'm just you know baptized in this blood of all things of, of rock and roll and, and of all things. And to to form a connection with a band these days, it takes a lot for me. I go to a lot of shows but not it's it's hard to find one that, that, that truly truly makes me want to go listen to them you know what i mean like and that's kind of what happened with you guys and, I, and that's that's got to be a great thing for you because i'm sure that happens at every show you always say hey hit us up hit us up on facebook we'll be glad to you know glad to interact and i think that's just so key today and, and that's a good thing for social media to be able to do that i think that's great yeah i mean we're we're all one big community we're 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 with you you know before it was like your your stars and your heroes were, it seemed like they were untouchable, you know? And it's a different chemistry today to make it all work. You know, you've got to really be, you know, I don't know, it's, it's funny, you look back at all, all, the, all the big heroes and stuff, and the ones that have the big egos, or they were assholes, and they didn't want to talk to anybody, they, they seem to be suffering a little bit at this point, and they've disconnected from their groups, and, and now they're doing solo projects, and things just aren't working as well as they, as you think they could have if they just stuck together. I mean, Guns N' Roses is the perfect example I mean, I have nothing but the, you know, huge admiration for Steven Adler and everybody in that group. They're one of my favorite bands, but uh, I, I just can't help but think how far they could have come 
and how big they could have been if they just set the egos aside and kept going together. And you just, you look at like, you know, Phil and Tracy from LA Guns, they're getting back together. And this, uh, you know, we've been out with them for nine months and every show just gets better and better. And I feel like people are, you know, I, I really see it going somewhere for them, you know? Um, yeah. and I, I, I'm so, I'm so grateful to have my guys and I'm so grateful for, uh, you know, some people feel like, oh, the music industry and it's so, so different than it used to be. And I mean, it is different, but you know, you can reach so many more people with the click of a button than you could, you know, with, with a million mailings or whatever you did before, you know, you can really reach people and, and it's cool to know your fans and then talk to them. It seems like they really, you know, they, they really, they like, they like to engage. So super cool yeah it's great and i you know i'm glad you mentioned steven adler of course you know before we let you go we got to mention the fact that, of course you were uh you know you sang in adler's appetite and you got to you know be around steven a lot and of course you got to participate you know in a, on a limited basis in this guns and roses reunion but just kind of you know talk about what it was like working with and, and, and adler's appetite a lot of great players came through that group a lot of great things came from it and i'm sure it was a good experience for you yeah it was uh, the ultimate again it was, it was surreal another surreal experience chasing this dream has turned out to you know i look back sometimes and i go what because when i was a kid it was just like you look at it and you you have you have no idea what you're going to accomplish and everybody tells you that uh you know you're crazy but um but yeah i mean that happened so i mean you know i wasn't literally pinching myself while i was on stage but sometimes i look back on a photograph and i go man the guy behind me was like you know one of my favorite people of all time like my biggest heroes guns and roses and that whole attitude and that whole you know just movement it was a huge movement and it continues today still the most successful tour of the last couple of years has been those guys yeah but um but yeah working with steven adler and, and michael thomas two phenomenal guitar player chips enough one of my favorite people on the planet just an exceptional musician really really uh you know deserves a lot more credit than he gets i think uh, i mean he's just so talented um you know uh and steven of course is just I mean, he's just, just, just like a, I don't know, I don't want to say a puppy dog, but he's just, he's just such a lovable human being. And, uh, you know, I'm so glad that I could be a part of that. It really, uh, it really made me mature as a musician, as a human being, and it uh, gave me a lot of insight to the business and what it really takes to make it. You know, when you're out there traveling with somebody that's uh, a uh, rock and roll hall of fame inductee, you know, you, sure. you start to carry yourself like like you're you know you're 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 worth a lot more to yourself in this profession than you were before that. So yeah. it's given me a lot of uh, you know mental muscle uh, for myself to kind of you know set my sights on you know things that if, if I could do this with him, then why can't I do things that he did that were as big? So um, you know, as soon as uh, you know everybody, whenever somebody else is flying their ship you know they like to change directions and do things that's best for them so i'm i'm grateful even for the fact that uh that i got the opportunity to really set my sights on butterside because uh you know two years traveling around with steven singing those guns and roses songs was uh was everything a musician could ever ask for but as a songwriter you know it's like okay okay i can do this so um certainly yeah that's all. That's and that's great. And that's why I think there's you know so many positive things and so many great things to come for for Butterside. And we can't wait to see where this thing goes. And I want to leave you with this. I want to leave you with a quote from your website. And I want you to just kind of tell me what it means to you because this really struck me. On your website, it says we've survived hell to live a life to die for, and we're just getting started. What does that mean to you? <laughs> oh, 
Well, um, we've, you know, my, there's just, uh, I had a, my, my life was very dark. Our lives were very dark. All of the guys in the band, we've known each other our whole lives. And we just, you know, like I said, all of those dark times with Lemmy and everything else, they were beautiful, wonderful, you know, we are partying on top of the world, you know, days upon weeks, upon months, upon years, upon end. But, uh, it literally, when you look back, it was just, uh, for me, it was a lot of trying to escape from the realities that like, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't make sense of what to do to make it all happen. All of the dreams that I had, um, I wish I would just get high and I would just destroy myself. So, you know, I spent about a good, you know, a good long time, um, as a intravenous drug user, you know, I was on the streets, uh, heroin and meth and every drug you could imagine. I was just trying to do as much of it as I can, as I could. Uh, you know, like Jim Morrison before me, I wanted to be like my heroes, Guns N' Roses. I wanted to be like those guys because, you know, in order to be a badass, you just, you just had to go through that. But, you know, the whole time I was writing songs, but along the way, you, you really lose sight of what is important and sure. that is your health, your, your state of mind. So when I say that we've lived a life, you know, in hell, uh, literally did and uh you know i've been sober now for 12 years and when i made that decision you know that's when lemmy and and uh everybody from motorhead got behind me including uh stingerman entertainment and it's because of that choice to you know let's put down the junk and let's take everything we've learned and uh and let's let's do this and you know it's uh it's only been about two and a half years I think since those guys got behind us so we're just getting started you know in two and a half years we've already been we've been on the road for we toured all of Europe we've been on the road with LA Guns for, for nine months we've got a debut record out three three videos that are awesome probably releasing one more on that record before we before we uh, before we release the next record so yeah we are just getting started you know I'm just just starting to get the phone calls from the from the right people and they're starting to get really excited so yeah, we've we've been through hell and back, and uh, and we're we're bringing that to the stage, and you can feel the angst, you can feel the pain, you can relate to the stories, and you can walk away feeling like, um, you know, wow, somebody's been there and done that, and uh, it's okay, it's all right, and it's it's still okay to celebrate life. It is. You know? and, and Let's do it together. That's so great, and I'm um, so glad you came out on the other end unscathed. Or if scathed to a point where it drove you uh, creatively, hopefully into the into the into the stratosphere, man, into the future. Because uh, what Butterside has going is is you know endless possibilities. And Patrick, we can't thank you enough for taking time. I don't know you guys. I know you guys just had a sound check. You guys got a show tonight in Jacksonville, South Carolina. Please be in touch, man. We can't thank you enough. And we'll uh, you know here's to health and happiness. And we'll uh, hopefully get you. We're here in the Midwest. Got to get you guys to Kansas City at some point, man. That'd be a that'd be a great thing. We got to get you guys out here sometime. Hell yeah, let's put it on the list. And I can't thank you enough, brother, for having us. It's all about you guys and taking the time to to be interested in something new and not, you know, you're, you're breaking us out of the box, and we really appreciate it. Hell yeah, so man. Have a great show tonight, and we'll be in touch, my friend. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Well, that's Patrick Stone from the band Butterside. Uh, I've become a fan. It was just a few weeks ago that I was able to see them. I've become a fan. I've checked out all their stuff. Be sure to check them out on Facebook, at Butterside. They love the interaction. Uh, Instagram, YouTube. Become a subscriber. Engage in these type of bands, guys. We have to do it. It is our oath as true rock and roll defenders. Keep engaged in these kind of bands, guys, because they are the future.
And you just think about Butterside's story, one of dreams, dedication, survival, struggle, and eventual success makes them a people's band through and through. That's what it's all about in today's market, in today's music industry, which has changed a lot over the years. We talked to Patrick about that. We want to thank everyone who continues to check out our show, the Music Mania Podcast, and our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. Of course, subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. We always appreciate that. Leave us a comment. Tweet us at musicmania underscore show. We always love the interaction. If you have a guest that you would like to hear us get a hold of an interview, we would be glad to take that under consideration, guys. We have a loaded spring and summer season coming up. Expect a lot of big interviews. I know for a fact we're going to be talking with members of Def Leppard, of Poison, as these tours get off and running. Definitely Sticks and REO Speedwagon as well as they get set to tour together. Guys, it's going to be a busy season here on the Music Media Podcast, and we hope you're dialed in for every second right here.